podcast where you run out of taglines so you get meta <laughs> well as uh, as always we're going to start off with our cringiest moment this week however um we are going to do birthday cringe moments mm. cringiest birthdays in honor of the birthday boy turning 32 30 yes and uh and it's great because i only have three kids and one wooden leg to show for it yeah there you go all right um, as the birthday boy, I will let you go second. Uh, so my my worst birthday ever. I was seven years old, and uh, this was the first birthday that I had ever like had a birthday party where I invited my like friends from school. Like there's like even the stranger friends, like the friends that aren't my friends. Right, right. They just happen to like Timmy from ocu- the class they occupy the same place. space for at, like for like six hours a day as right. me. Um, so I sent out my mom made them. We sent out cards for everybody to come. Nobody came. Nobody. Well, one person did come at the very end. One person came, um, and we'll get to that. But but it, I was so sad. And like it was the worst. And my mom to this day probably even says, "Oh, it's 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 because we uh, we did it the the week of Valentine's Day, so people probably mix oh, it in with their Valentine's no. Day card." Da, 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 da. That's not true. No, people just didn't want to come. Well, it could be true. Uh, no, so I'm not gonna let myself say. like. No. I'm, I'm not that much of a loser. That no, <laughs> no. Um, so the one person that came, shout out to him. If he, if we ever make it big, he has one percent stock in uh, in this podcast. Wow, just hidden away percent. Point two percent. Okay, okay, that would be fair. Uh, Zach Nelson. Zach, my man. Yeah, he's, he's good guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he is or what he does. Oh, or, okay. yeah, what he does, he could be a murderer. Um, okay, well, but awesome. he did show up to my birthday party, and we stole when my mom had made goodie bags, and and we stole all the quarters from the goodie bags. And uh, played all the video games. That is so awesome. There was like forty dollars, and that was supposed to go for like, you know, like eighteen kids, two kids. Nice. The worst part about it was before he showed up, I had already stolen some of the quarters, and I was playing air hockey by myself. And that's like the lowest point of my life, I think. I think it's up there. Like, like birthday air hockey alone, crying is um, about about as low as I've gone. Well, I, uh, I. Think I can top that? Um, today, everybody is my birthday. Um, happy birthday to me! But it wasn't really a very happy birthday. It didn't start out <laughs> great. So 
I had plans to go on like a date with somebody that I was going to go on a date with um, for my birthday. She was like, it's going to be great. We'll go on a hike and do other stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, sounds, sounds wonderful, blah, blah. So we agreed to meet uh, in, in Port Orchard at, uh, at like one o'clock. And so I get there, I um, rode my motorcycle down because it's beautiful weather today. It was going to be a great day for a hike. I was really excited. Um, rode my motorcycle down. Waited for about 45 minutes and, and just got ghosted. So, st- stood up slash ghosted. On your birthday. On my birthday. Oh, what a... Um, by this person. And uh, so that, today was probably my cringiest <laughs> birthday because I I was supposed to do that and then and then come here and do this podcast right after. And I call Riley at like 6 and or Riley texts me and is like, how was the hike? And I was like, uh, we didn't... Like it wasn't. Uh, I wanna, I wanna be exact with what I said. I said, "How was the hike to Makeout Ridge?" Because I was, I was kind of like, "The okay." So we'll back it up. We were gonna record, right? And Jared, Jared was like, on the very off. He was very candid about. It. He was not like, "I'm about to get laid." No. He was like, "There's a chance that maybe I, I stay out there. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, like, maybe, you know, maybe if- I'll." Maybe I'll record in the morning instead. And so I was like, okay. So I, I texted him and I was I was kind of teasing him all week about like, oh, you're going to going down there for your birthday. And I texted him and I said, how was your hike to, to make out Ridge? And he was like, didn't happen. So the moral of the story is a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. And Jared doesn't have that problem. <laughs> so, that is so true. And it's so sad. I, I was actually very unhappy about it. Um, my birthday, this is probably one of the, was shaping up to be one of the top five worst birthdays of my life. Probably actually worst birthday of my life. And then I came down here. There's a lot ahead of you, hopefully. Um, it could get worse from here. It could get worse from here. But I came down here and, uh, Riley, um, had a birthday cake and some birthday beers for me. There you go. For, uh, to make me feel better. So now I'm feeling much better, much happier. Just got pizza in my belly and beer in my belly and doing my podcast for all my favorite listeners and hopefully i have many more birthdays is she is she by any chance a listener um probably not probably not anymore if she if she flakes out on that i'm doubting oh she probably told you she was and like oh that's 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 lower that's not the first time i've heard oh i'm gonna do something and then that's that's lower than uh skipping out on your birthday telling you that you're gonna support your podcast and and not listening i feel like that's not lower for like me, for me, because it, it involves it involves me, so it is lower. She's like she like took a notch down. It's not lower. Um, I think I think the thing is though on the bright side, for guys over the age of twenty, birthdays don't matter. Yeah, no. Like my birthday hasn't mattered ever. Like I've never. I mean, like hopefully I get money. Like that's right. my hope. Like hopefully I get money and have less responsibility on that. And then maybe I can take a good nap. Yeah. And, and the thing like, that sucks, be left alone. The thing that sucks though is the older we get, the more I need the money and the less I get the money. Yes. Oh, God, Not I that it's money. a bad thing. I I you know, I my parents always give me really nice gifts. I got a nice flannel from them this year, so was it money though? No, it was a nice flannel, like a nice car I flannel. I really like it. Money in the pocket? No, but it could have been nice. I need another flannel. And more money. Shout out to Jared's parents for the good flannel. Yeah, thank you. Kept and him. Steve from work got me a bag of 
really, really nice coffee. He actually went down to a coffee roaster. He knew I liked this blend that he had, he had had in the past. And he went down to this coffee roaster and specifically asked them if they had any of this blend still. Shout out and to Steve found, from work. Found a bag of it for me. That <laughs> he was wants very to kiss nice. Jared. I like Steve from work. He's a nice man. Nice, nice. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a much better nice... than a bad, bad man. I'm a bad, work. bad guy named Riley. Um, so, so with that, I think that really just you know sinks us into our lives right now. It's been we live in uh, sunny, sunny Seattle. Yep. And. Uh, the last like I don't think I've seen the sun until today. Today was nice. Today, was today was gorgeous. a beautiful day. This is the first time I've seen it in maybe three months. Yep. And it's like very easy to be depressed. Yep. And so we've got some really good, you know, some health tips. Um, yeah. For... How to combat seasonal depression? I just in depression in general too. Right. Um. So my first one. I want to preface though. We are not actual doctors. These tips may or may not be correct. We're I'm a doctor. Pretty sure they are correct. I'm a doctor. Riley is apparently now a doctor, University of Phoenix. No, no, I I have my doctorate. In what? Paleontology. <laughs> just deadpan that. Awesome. All right. Um. So you know, off the top, first thing that you should do, um, just because cooking and things take so much time out of your day, and it can be a stress to find food. Yeah. Make sure that you eat all your calories, whatever time. It doesn't matter if it's two in the morning, if it's Two in the afternoon. Eat Preferably all, both. Eat all of your meal at one time. Just binge it. Don't eat at, uh, Don't eat any other time. Just yep. binge all at once. But it's important to remember, don't cook. Mm. Go get the greasiest, nastiest food yes. you can find and just binge it. Or order it in so you don't have to interact mm-hmm. on your way out. Because it's hard. When you're depressed, you don't want to see people. And that makes sense. You know, fall into those inhibitions. Right. Um, yeah, going off of that, not seeing people, um, I think a great thing to do is to just ignore all of your friends and family. Um, just shut them out. They're pushy. They are. They're yeah. pushy. They want your attention. They want to like see if you're doing okay or whatever. I don't like that. I and they want to talk about your depression if you're in it. Yeah. And it's like that's the last thing that you need is to talk about it mm-hmm. with someone to you know discuss your actual problems and not just suppress them. Yeah. Good lord. No. Suppress them. God. Put bottle them down as far as you can. Yes. Um, so my next one. It goes well with binge eating, but it, it lasts all day. You bin. You find a good Netflix or a Hulu. Or uh, I don't know Amazon, but they don't—they don't have any shows that count. Um, this binge watch all day. Uh, I've watched The Office all nine, eight seasons about six times. Yeah, it's a um, good one. It's great. I don't go outside. No, I don't have to. I don't have to. I—I I laugh. It's funny. That means I'm happy. Yep. Laughter means happy. Yep. Um. So yeah, make sure you binge watch your favorite shows. And just fall into a false world. That's that's the best way to you know battle depression. Yeah, good a good uh, thing to do while you're binge watching those shows is to make sure that your blinds are always closed. On the off chance there is sun, you don't want it peeking in and like getting glare. any glare on your screen oh, or anything like that. So, that'll ruin a good binge. Oh, it will. Ugh. So you got to keep those blinds closed and make sure. The that thought of glare is making dark, me depressed. Dark and gloomy. Yeah, glare is ugh. just just the, the worst, sun man. in general. Like, ugh. um, you know. A lot of the times when you're depressed, things can kind of be cluttered and kind of get a mess. And, yeah. and, you know, the important thing is to make sure that you're comfortable and that you are taking care of yourself. So don't make sure that you're cleaning every day, yeah. taking your time to... Because that's no fun. That doesn't cure your depression. That right. makes you 
that makes you angry that you're sitting there cleaning. And there's probably lots of fumes in, in that that really affects you That's still. That's right. If your room looks like one of those Febreze commercials where they blindfold people and make them sit in a, a kind of a grungy, great room... Um, that's what you want. Your room oh, to like the like. dead carcass room. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, it smells good in here. It's like, oh, your family's dead. Yeah, and oh uh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's how your your room should look. Right. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my last one, I think it's most important is uh, find solace in alcohol. Mm. Um, it's it's good. It's, or substance in general. Or substance in general. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if, if heroin's your thing, by all means. Um, I who am I to judge? Um, it's legal now. Oh no, that's weed. <laughs> Um, in Russia, it is. In Russia, it's, it's legal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's very important you find find false substances to to make you happy because that will eventually cure everything. Yeah, no. Alcohol does does great. That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have a quick little... Music is great for depression. I think that you should definitely, you know, find ways to express yourself, find ways to uh, get expression from others. So I've got a little uh, playlist here that I think that you should just have on repeat. So Adam's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought I'd die alone. I laugh the loudest who'd have known. I traced the cord back to the wall. No wonder it was never plugged in at all. Um, Welcome to My Life by Simple Plan. Do you ever feel like breaking down? Do you ever feel out of place? Like somehow you just don't belong And no one understands you Eleanor Rigby by The Beatles All the lonely people Where do they all come from? All the lonely people Where do they all belong? Um, and then anything by My Chemical Romance. You're depressed, you're sad. You want to make sure that you're listening to music that uh, you can empathize with. Right. You know, you can feel things. Because when you're depressed, you feel numb. Right. So. Even if it's a sad emotion, it's something that sparks that. Listen to it on repeat. Make yep. sure that you're feeling those emotions and diving into them. I completely agree. Yeah. Just uh, make sure you don't do anything crazy. Don't blow anything up. Um, don't tear anything down or you know push those who have been good to you away. Right. And that brings us into our way much lighter thing for me. Uh, the Seahawks have let go of uh, Richard Sherman today. Or yes, no, today, yeah, 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 today. And uh, they traded Michael Bennett, they're going to get rid of uh, Camp Chancellor, and they're going to get rid of Cliff Averill. So everything that they had together that made them good, they got rid of. Right. So, so uh, they just they just blew it up. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is good. Um, I think that it's interesting. I think it needed to happen. Yeah. Um, I agree. Eventually, I don't know... That a complete fire sale was the way to do it, but I guess if you, I guess I mean the general manager must know more than we do, and he's looking at the market and realizing that he can get the pieces he needs to put back together. Or maybe he's looking at the draft. Maybe the combine is good. They're probably gonna draft that linebacker, uh, Shaquille Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. Yep. So with that in mind, um, he needs a good nickname, maybe Nubbins or something. 
I, I think that the fact that he has one arm, it's it, it shouldn't be PC. Like it, like go with it. There's nothing wrong with having one arm. It probably especially, especially that position. I don't I don't think there's any problem with it. No, just in like in general like deformities and stuff. Yeah, not that big of a deal. And I feel like we should be able to laugh about it. Right. Like I'm not saying let's laugh about the the crippled guy. Right. But like. But if, if Stumpy I w- wants to play football, yeah, Stumpy can play it, football. He's fucking probably way more athletic. He's incredibly more yeah, athletic he, than he, I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I saw this, and his his twin brother plays for the Seahawks. Um, really? And his name is Shaq, too. Is, is Wait, Shaq Griffin, the cornerback? Yes. His brother? Yes, they're twin brothers, right? And so I, when before, I didn't know that at first. And so when I saw him like making headlines, I was like, damn, Shaq Griffin probably is like a little bit mad right now because yeah. he's not the high, the high Shaq Griffin. But really, it's his fucking twin brother. brother. So he's, he's probably, probably like, stoked. he's probably like, yeah, you go, bro. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably like, fuck that guy. Or he's, <laughs> fuck that nubbins. Or he's really like, fuck if, that if I If I ever have a crazy deformity other than this ugly face of mine, we can make fun of it. We fair can, enough. You know, a fair game. I, I, and I, I feel like everybody should be like that. Like, if you're, if you're slow, we should be able to make fun of it. And you should make fun of it, too. Because... Well, you probably there, couldn't. Oh, you could slow. make some funny slow jokes. Like mentally slow or physically slow? Either. I mean, I'm physically slow. I run like a drunk deer. Yeah, and see, you're f- you laugh about it. That's fine. Yeah. Just and I mean, I'm mentally slow, and I and I still make this horrible podcast. <laughs> so, so it's all it's all on the up and up. <laughs> that is true, though. I think in this this world where we're going down these these politically correct rabbit trails, humor should humor has always been. Or should always be the one thing that's safe, like comedians and, and things like that. I think humor should always be safe. Uh, yeah, and I think I don't think I don't think necessarily it has to be stuck to comedians. Like making a joke doesn't necessarily have to mean that you feel that way. Right. Like I can make a joke even if it's super outlandish, even if it's super disgusting and deplorable. The point is, it's not it's not to make light of that thing. It's to Ease the tension on that right. on that subject, like that. Like when you hear Daniel Tosh make a rape joke, it's not like he's like, "Yeah, go rape people." Right. He's like, "Oh, this sucks. We all know this sucks. Right. There's no way around this sucking. Right. So let's laugh about how bad this fucking sucks. Right. I I totally agree, and I think that's a, I think it's everybody uses humor as a coping mechanism, and if people do it in their own minds, and you know, can say it out loud. That's fine. Humor has always been a coping mechanism for for the entire course of humanity. Because like you said, there's things that suck in life, and everybody knows that they're bad. You don't have to tell me that rape is bad. I know rape is bad. I'm not an idiot. I, I Laughing totally, about it is okay. I totally agree. And like, I think I've always lived by the idea that if, if you're too on to something, like if you have too much conviction in one thing... It's a bad thing. Yeah. Like, if you make your whole life, even if it's a good thing, like, I, like, if you make your whole life, like, I want to better the world, I want to help orphans, and all you do is work with orphans all the time, and you tell everybody about orphans, I'm not going to take you seriously, and I'm not going to listen to you. It's going to, like, you're way too about these this orphans deal. Like, Mother Teresa, like, calm it down. We get that you're a saint, but, like, 
if you were like funny too, that'd be great. That would be okay. Maybe <laughs> like, she was funny. Honestly, if you are too like that, it goes like I've seen it with the the semi current events Twitter. I follow the craziest left people and the craziest right people, and both sides. I'm like, you guys fucking care too much, mm-hmm. and you guys are fucking too convinced that you're right. And I I'm never convinced that I'm right, and that's why I'm always right because I'm dead in the middle, and I'm I know I'm wrong even when I'm not. And that's the that's the best way to live by is expect to be wrong so you don't go around telling people that you're fucking right. Yeah, and politically, I think that we could go a long way if we if we had that ability to do that. I mean, even look look at Trump. He he maybe he never thinks he's wrong, but at least he's willing to meet with you know other leaders around the world that he previously thought were crazy and and completely wrong. I mean, he's meeting with Kim Jong Un, probably gonna play a couple rounds of golf. So that that. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing is, that, you know, the left side is like, oh, fuck, he's meeting with Kim Jong-un. And the right side is like, yeah, see, he's getting shit done. Da, 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 da. It's like, if he does well, then great. That's good. Yep. I hope he doesn't fuck it up. Because I'm not, I'm not a huge Trump guy uh, by any means. But I'm not rooting against him in this situation. Yeah, how can you you possibly hope that he fucks it up when it's like, hey, nuclear war's on the line, but I really hope he screws up. Yeah, exactly. And I I hope they don't go golfing. You brought up golf. Oh, I think Kim Jong is so good at golf. He shot an 18 last time he played, I heard. Yep. And I know that Trump probably... So here's what would happen is like, they would play together and then Kim Kim would go first. He'd be like, hole in one. And and then the Donald would get up to the thing and be, <laughs> he'd be like, "That's so great, uh, hole in zero. and they would just have a pissing match on the golf course, and World War Three would start. Yep, like hole in negative four. Like they, <laughs> he would. They're just, they're just counting their strokes, putting a negative in front of it, yes. and calling it a day. Because the, uh, those two on a golf course is probably the most toxic situation. Like. I'm better than you. Well, I own this country, and I'm going to have you gassed if you don't say that I'm better than you. That's right. Now, you just choose your own adventure on who's who. <laughs> I love it. I think we need... I think I think with North Korea, we need somebody to root against. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm totally fine with, with North Korea, like, simmering down a little bit. Well, and the thing with North Korea is, you, it's hard. They're not the big evil villain because they're, it's very hard to take them seriously. Their country is so small, it's so impoverished, they've got so many issues, and I, I mean, it's really hard to take them seriously as like a threat because they're not a superpower. Yeah, they need to be. They need to be. They need to be less like concentration campy and more of an actual country that has the support of its people. Right. And like, I mean, our favorite, our favorite villain to root against is in the news this week: Russia. Yes, my I lo- favorite. I l- All I, of the Bond movies are coming back around. I love Russia. Not in the fact that I actually think that Russia's good. I actually don't know if Russia's good or bad. I actually have no clue. But I love that they're like... They're a, a, they're an enemy that isn't quite an enemy, but like secretly we both hate each other. Right. And there's, uh, there's animosity and tension because we're competing. And like good against evil... Um, and all of those good things. So what happened this week was uh, Putin, my main man Poots, uh, had, a, had a double spy in the UK. So a, a Russian spy turned turned double agent uh, years ago. He was in the UK. 
and he nerve gassed them somehow um him and his daughter and like 20 random civilians too and so like that's the most diabolical fucking evil empire type shit it's like it's not even putting a hit out where like a sniper comes and takes no him. he's just nerve, nerve gas nerve gas and it's like uh, and this is perfect because like right before this happened i watched uh icarus and boy russia is the best villain like they do things that like they like cut a hole in a wall so that you could put a p jar in it so that they could take it to the kgb office across the street from the lab and like they killed like the leader of the sporting agencies like they killed him and he had a heart attack putin is so good at like like killing people and like having it look like it's not him but having it look like it's totally fucking him right. and there's no doubt about it but he's, he's like, like i don't know he got to, he got heart attack he had heart 30, attack heart attack he at 35 years old he was 55 you know these have heart attack i mean 55 year old males on runners have heart attack all the time all the time you know and the especially ones in those by cyanide drinking problem and you know maybe a bullet in the brain mm-hmm. very very hard to come back from a bullet in the brain injury um Heard our injury. The thing that kills me about it, <laughs> no pun intended, is how is the guy from Icarus not dead? Not the documentator, but the uh, the Russian dude, the Russian, Russian dude. lab dude. I he was kind of lovable too. Um, Unlovable idiot. He was kind of an idiot. Like he was like, like the guy called him and he was like, you know, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like pass all these p-tests and stuff this was right before everything broke he didn't know everything was gonna break and uh he was like oh yeah i can help you with that like why is this guy who runs this p-lab like totally like on board and knows how to fix this so that i don't i can pass a drug test like oh you do this this and this and this and he brought him over to russia he was friends with him there's like a scene of him like like talking about the dog like humping him and it's like super funny and like just a lovable idiot and then he just fucking he has to flee russia live with the guy who started the documentary and like his wife is left behind his kids are left behind and he goes into witness protection and it's just like it's sad and horrible but at the same time it's like you were fucking cheating with russia for 40, 50 years. And you didn't think that maybe telling everybody that you were cheating with <laughs> Russia was, like, a bad idea. Like, maybe I shouldn't tell this American uh, documenteur that I'm fucking... We've been fucking rigging this shit forever. Yeah, and it's not like he was black, you know, the, how they do the fate. Like, they put him in a dark corner of a room and they garble their voice. It was just like, no, nope. uh, I see those video cameras he got rolling. Oh, his I identity wasn't hidden? I thought yeah. you were just saying he wasn't black. I was like, yes, Jared, this is Russia we're talking about. They, they don't employ black people. <laughs> they probably... I don't know that I've I ever, seen a, that I've ever seen a black person. Russian athlete. A person. Person. I don't know that a person in Maybe Russia... Maybe vodka just bleaches your skin. Maybe. I mean, you know how they like... But they I bet use... cyanide does. <laughs> cyanide does a lot of things to your skin. It uh, deteriorates it. It... Uh, it just takes it down. It sure does. I just I think Russia is the perfect villain because they're like they're not so outlandish that they are not a country. Because I think North Korea is kind of just not a country. It's just a big it's con- a like very weird state. Yeah, it's it's like uh, something that it's like a it's like a tumor. Yeah. And Russia's more like I don't know like a mole. North Korea is 
something that I would think of for a post-apocalyptic movie mm-hmm. where the apocalypse has happened and the government is running everything very, very tightly, like like Big Brother scenario, and that's North Korea. We need we need things like people getting nerve gassed in in the UK and stuff because it it, it makes it so that when I watch a movie. Like shit, like the outlet, like Jason Jason Bourne stuff. It's like I've never seen that, I've never witnessed that, but that shit does happen. So this shit is believable, right? Like I, I I can get behind it because it's not so outlandish that it hasn't happened because Russia does it, right? We need those villains everywhere in we our do. lives, and we also need our double agents. Oh, I um, to go in there. I think that uh, oh, breaking news: um, Richard Sherman is now on the San Francisco 49ers. Speaking of double agents. Speaking of double agents, exactly. I, th- I think that he could uh, maybe nerve, nerve gas a couple people there. You know, Kyle Jimmy, Shanahan, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I'm not, you know, it would be a real shame if someone was to nerve gas or maybe uh, Monica Lewinsky, someone, someone on the 49ers who... Uh, you want someone on the 49ers to get a blowjob? I totally meant uh, Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused with Richard Sherman is gonna mono, Monica Lewinsky <laughs> Jimmy gonna, G is gonna give Jimmy G a blowjob breaking news office. that is gonna be great for the locker room I'll tell you that right now I don't I don't know how in the world that would harm <laughs> the 49ers organization but maybe, maybe it'll ruin too much Jimmy teeth? G's relationship maybe some, a little Richard extra Sherman teeth. does have a lot of teeth and a smile um, yeah I don't <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this. I can't believe you said that. That's awesome. Let's be real. Richard Sherman probably gives good head. And you heard it here first. (laughs) Um, The the thing about this is how do you, like, I I agree, going back to the Seahawks and trading away Richard Sherman, or to the uh, Niners. Just blowing it up. I, I I like that they blow it up. They are doing what the Patriots do. I think I think if they did it last year, it would have been what the Patriots do. Right. But I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's time to change most of it. I like that they're they're keeping Earl Thomas. Um, he's an old savvy vet, but he's really good. he's the best. He was the best one out of them. Right. And you know they're they're trying to build around Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson, and you know I I think that. When you have that much talent, like we had, we had a lot of talent, you're going to lose it eventually. And if we would have kept Sherman on a torn Achilles and he's kind of getting older, and he, he's probably going to have a couple really good years. Yeah. I mean, he could be a pro bowler next year and I would not be an all pro and I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, but it, it, it would be a conversation every offseason. Is he going to stay? Are we going to release him? What's going to go right. on? What's the contracts? And it, it kind of handcuffed us in free agency yes. as well. And, I, and the, the best part, if you're not winning the Super Bowl, is being able to be big in free agency. Look at the Dolphins. They're only fun in spring yep. because they sign, they go crazy, they do a bunch of stuff. They just, so much action. Spring media is the best. Yeah, football, you kicking off, you have baseball, you know, pitchers and catchers report. And we had a little bit of hockey. We won't really get into that, but the, the trade deadline did come and pass. Um, but I just I think that it's an interesting thing right now, especially in Seattle, is how you treat aging stars. We have two very different takes on it. 
We have the Seahawks getting rid of uh, Richard Sherman, Bennett, possibly a couple other players. And then we have um, Jared's favorite baseball team. And the whole world, the Mariners, bringing back home Ichiro. But I think that's the difference between the end. I think bringing home aging stars for like a farewell tour of sorts is something that happens in baseball more than it happens in any other sport. I think it only um, happens in baseball, really. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think but what happens you... in the other sports is like an aging star doesn't go home. They go somewhere to chase a ring. Right. And in, in baseball, you know, you have Ichiro who's he's coming back. He's probably only going to play one season, but he's going to end his American baseball career as a Mariner. It almost, and I think that's why they brought him back. It it's almost exclusively happens for the Mariners. Well, I it can't think of, for other teams. I can't too. think of maybe it's just because it's, that's where I'm at, like where we're at, and so that's what uh, it is. It is closer to home, and I don't okay. hear of as many players doing it uh, or as many as many other teams doing it. But I also don't follow. I don't have aging stars for other teams. In that I mind. followed in my yeah. mind, you know, I for think so long. Ichiro is such an amazing player. The problem I have so with much it, for this organization. it shows that they're not trying to compete. They're trying to have a show. They're trying to give this guy a farewell tour, which is cool and awesome, but they're not really going for it. Mm. And I don't think the Mariners are really going for it. I I mean, the Mariners are going to suck this year. They always suck, and and I'm, and that's why I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not like I'm. Not, I don't follow that hardcore. I think part of the reason they brought him in was the Ben Gamble injury. Um, I won't go too much into Mariners baseball. I'll make this a Mariners homer podcast. But well, uh, hold on. I think we could go to Mariners baseball because there's probably a market for it because nobody fucking else is talking about it. That's there's true. no one else in the world that has brought up the Mariners. But that's got to be for a reason. <laughs> but, you know, the Ben Gamble injury I think is part of it. I think that they saw an opportunity to get Ichiro, and Ichiro's not a terrible player. Um, even now, he's not a terrible player. He's got a pretty respectable batting average. He's good at in the outfield. Um, he always has been. He's not. He's definitely not as fast as he once was, but he's not slow either. And I think with the Ben Gamble injury, they they recognized a hole in their lineup and they looked around and realized that they weren't going to be able to compete in the in the oh, excuse me in the free agent market for outfielders and saw Ichiro and basically doubles. Um, like kill two birds with one stone. We can yeah. bring this guy back for, for one year, and he'll help fill a hole in the lineup, um, and a hole in the outfield. That I mean, it's we previously cool. had because of injury, and at the same time, fans will love it. And and baseball at the end of the day is a business, and Ichiro sells to the Mariners. He sells to Seattle like no other player has since Griffey. I mean, he comes in, he gets a large amount of the Asian market, which is huge. Asian players, Iwakuma. Whenever he pitches, that stadium is packed. And it's not to see, you know, freaking Mike Zanino, the Italian catcher, bop a home run every once in a while and I, then mostly break my heart. I mean, I understand it from a business standpoint and from, like, a gimmicky fan standpoint. But in my heart, it feels like they're not trying. Like, because I saw, like, the little I know about baseball, I'm not going to, like, advertise that I'm a great baseball mind because I'm not. But... I know that this year the free agent market has a plenty and nobody's buying. And the fact that there's lots of players out there that are available that are really kind of high market players for Mm -hmm. the most part, people are saving their money for next year for the Bryce Harpers and the uh, whoever else of the worlds. They could have gone out and gotten somebody 
really. Maybe they still will. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. They could they could be waiting until these players get a little more desperate, their agents get a little more desperate because they haven't been signed yet because the market is so it's such a weird market this year. That they, they could just be waiting. I saw that they wanted to put a collusion um uh collusion case. And it's like none of you got signed, so it must be collusion. It's like, well, Fuck you guys! Like you didn't get signed. You want more money than they're offering. Exactly. That's not your. At the that's same not point, their That's not collusion. That's a, I mean, again, this is a business. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a set of skills. You are trying to sell them to the highest bidder. If there's nobody that wants to meet your demands uh-huh. and what you think you should do, then you probably should go with the highest bidder. And if you don't, then it's not really collusion. It's just as much your fault. Well, as they were just, they were just angry. I just heard a lot about them being angry that that a lot of players haven't been signed. But it's like, that's not on the teams. It's that's obviously a market is ask is 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 directing how much something's going to be worth. Right. So it's it's on the players. It's also I think and a part of it is on the agents. If the agents are sitting there saying no, we're not going to sell for that amount, you know, or they've been drilling this idea into the players' heads of you're worth 110 million or whatever, you know, um, X million dollars um, over 10 years, and these players just get that idea in their head, and then the agents can't deliver on it. Well, now the players aren't going to want to settle for anything less. And if the market's sitting there saying, if the, these teams are sitting there saying we can't give you that, and the agents are saying, oh crap, well I already told the player that we were going to get that, and yeah, it's just gonna you're going to run yourself around. Well, fuck, you should have said that. Yeah. Um. The the thing, the thing that uh, basketball does, which I think baseball could do, or at least it it should do, in my mind, is they do this like one day contracts where they like. Like Kevin Garnett signed with the the T Wolves for mm-hmm. a one day contract, so he could retire a T Wolf, um, because that's where his heart was, and that's great, that's awesome, I love that, but I don't need to see him for a whole year. Right. I don't need to go celebrate him every every year because he's old and kind of washed up, and right. Ichiro is old and kind of washed up. He is, but but I, he's I, not completely washed up yet. I think is their thought process. I, I mean, guess Griffey, we'll, see. we'll see. When Griffey came back, he didn't. He, he was, was old and washed up. He was old and washed up, but he didn't start. Okay. Like ever, but it was just the, a gimmick. It was it just was a, gimmick. a gimmick. But he also another reason they brought him back is because in baseball you do benefit from a, from a veteran presence around that. You know, Griffey was a good and will be a, I think a good hitting coach too. Okay, because um, he was a great. Batter. I had the swing. He had like the sweet, he had the prettiest swing. swing anybody's ever seen. Oof. And so I think part of it was they brought him back to mentor these younger guys and and try to teach him how to do. Things. I will now. Uh, it's weird because we have. Edgar Martinez as a batting coach and he does a pretty good job. I will make this promise to the podcast. This summer I will see more baseball games than I have any summer. Whether that's uh, Mariners or much better in my opinion we have a AAA affiliate or is it AAA? Rainiers or AAA? Rainiers. We have the Tacoma Rainiers which is just on the street. Super fucking cheap. You're way closer. In my opinion... Live baseball, I go to baseball games. Like, I'll go to a baseball game. I love baseball when I'm there. Live baseball is a great event. And I'm just not going to pay for parking in Seattle. Yeah. But I'll pay for I'll pay for a $7 ticket in, in Tacoma and fucking just go get drunk off $3 beer and probably go home with three baseballs because I'll sit in the grass and fucking they'll just come my way. Yep, and it's the most wonderful thing. Yeah, AAA baseball is a wonderful thing. It's like it's professional without being really professional, right? And it's great. The players are professional, sort of. The fans are not professional. Every once in a while, you'll catch somebody too. Yeah. You'll catch like somebody who like got hurt, and like Hernandez will be, yep. you know, Felix will be down in the in the AAA, and you'll be like, oh shit, I can go here and see him for Watch seven dollars. Felix, this is great. Seven bucks, yeah. Um, yeah, AAA, AAA baseball is, is 
is interesting. It's I think baseball has that. The I think baseball does minor leagues and does farm systems better than any other sport does. I can't think of a single other sport that has such a vibrant like fun. Oh, yeah. Single well, A, double no, A, triple A, whatever. There's no other farm system really. I mean, there's the G League and G League basketball. Basketball, football, soccer has a little Sonic's bit of it, like the the, the the Sounders too, and they have academy teams when they're young. It's different though. It's what not a, really a professional. Hockey does, you know, hockey. I guess hockey it would be another good example. They have the WHL and stuff like that. You know, the Seattle Thunderbirds and the and the Everett Silver Tips. Baseball, baseball has a lot of things that it's like. They have no salary. It's great for players. Yeah, they have lots of levels of pro. So lots of players can get in it. There's way more games, so they need bigger rosters. The contracts are all guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. They're all guaranteed, and there's no cap. So Bryce Harper's going to sign for $500 million next year, and he's going to get $500 million. Yeah, that is good for players. But again, it's I think it's also good for baseball because it allows... It basically is just like, hey, look, this is, this is a free market. You no other no other places like that though. right yeah, like it used to be soccer was like that in Europe but now they have the financial fair play which is bullshit they, there's not like it's there's like, nothing fair about they it. can cheat but you you get reprimanded six years later right. you get you have to you have a transfer ban for six months right the only uh, downside to baseball is I mean team big teams big market teams the Yankees for instance mm-hmm. the Yankees is your they basically dominate. they can just buy a pennant whenever they want to buy a pennant. They will go out and buy a pennant. Yeah. The, Ast- the Astros beat them last year in the ALCS. The Yankees, I think, looked at it and went, oh, it's been a while since we won a pennant. Let's sign Stanton. Just, Let's sign a bunch of these other guys. I just had a big brain idea. Why doesn't one of these like big, rich guys, instead of owning a team, because that limits you in what you do, why doesn't like... Uh, you know Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates... I, don't, I mean, I don't know that they're actually fans, but like, if I was a billionaire, if I had Bill Gates' money... I would, I would start a sporting company and and endorse players that were willing to come and play for small amounts of money for the teams I liked. So let's say like, I really wanted this free agent. Let's say let's say I was a big LeBron James fan, and I was not affiliated with, let's say hypothetically the Sonics were still around, but they're not. I was not affiliated with them. So I would say, hey LeBron, I will endorse you. I will pay you. Uh, you know, a hundred million dollar a year contract. If you come play for this team, as long as you're playing for this team, I'll pay you this huge endorsement. But you have to take the league minimum so that they have a huge salary cap, so they can push people around you. Right. What the fuck is stopping somebody from doing that? I, I mean, what is that illegal? I have no idea. I I, I don't know like enough about sports. I, I someone okay. Someone make me a billionaire, and I'll I'll test it out. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how it yeah, is. Yeah, if you want to endorse the semi current events podcast for a billion dollars, mm-hmm. uh, we will test out this theory. Yeah, and we will let you know how well it works. Now, if it doesn't work, we're going to keep the rest of your money. I mean, we're keeping your money either way, so you're not getting any back. But it could be really cool. And I mean, your you sports can use, team would be use it for the the art of science. Yeah, exactly. It's science. Get a There's got to be, you know, somebody that wants to throw a billion dollars towards science. We have a hypothesis. We just need to a billion dollars to do an experiment. If you believe in evolution, you'll do this. Right. Speaking of yeah. evolving, the uh, our favorite lovable losers, the Cleveland Browns, have decided to try to evolve into I, something better. I love Brown than moves. the Cleveland Browns. I love when they just they like they go out and they make a bunch of moves, and everybody's like, "The Browns are back." 
which the Browns being back means they're going to win four games, which is good. I, I want the Browns to be good eventually. But they, they did they did do some interesting things this this week. They uh, traded for Landry, the wide receiver out of out of Miami, mm-hmm. which is he's a fucking stud. Yeah, he's got great hands. Um, he's a great slot receiver. Um, if they can get him and Josh Gordon going together, I think that's a that's an actual wide receiver threat. Yeah, um, maybe they could sign Terrell Pryor back and really get going. They also they. Uh, they traded away Deshaun Kaiser to your Green Bay Packers. You're you're an owner, right? Yes. Did you make the call? No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, and they also traded for uh, T-Mobile Ty Tyrod Taylor. And I people gave the Browns a lot of crap for this move. I like it because he's going to be a bridge. They could they're going to draft somebody at one or four. Josh Allen. Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield, Mayfield. or uh, Josh they, Rosen. They could go Lamar Jackson too. Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going that high, even though he's a stud. And I think he's, I think he's, I honestly think he's getting some shit because he's black and athletic. And I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a race baiter, but like, I've seen the guy play. He's the most athletic out of all of them, and he's he is. But I don't like, think he's the best quarterback out of all. of them. But Josh Allen isn't the best quarterback. No, I don't think so. And he's I get, don't think Josh Allen's going to go number one overall. But he's getting hyped like it is. And I think that Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than him. Yeah? Yeah, and so like I think that there's a little bit there that's like, oh, this guy, is, oh, he runs too much, but he's got a gun. I don't know. Let's not really get into that. Um, but they're going to take somebody in at one or four. Hopefully Saquon Barkley, to be honest. Uh, they need to take him at if one. If they don't... They need to take him at one, and then they need to take... You know, whoever's there at four. Right. Because there's going to, I mean, there's, the Colts are not going to take anybody, no. or they might trade it away. The Giants might take a quarterback, but they might not. The Colts might take a quarterback. To They're not going to take a quarterback. They might trade it away. Yeah. They're, they're not giving up on uh, Luck. Andrew Luck yet. No, they can't do that. Um, it just sends a bad signal to their whole front office, everything. It would just be a fucking firestorm if they did that. Um, Sounds like the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts are in a fucking weird place. They've got a they franchise, a amazing really MVP place. caliber quarterback, but they can't compete. And they there's can't there's nowhere like get them onto the field either. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Um, who's who's they who they else? It's they the, traded away Sean Kaiser. They got Teddy Bridgewater or not Teddy Bridgewater. They got uh, Tyrod Taylor in. It would be they funny tra- if they got Teddy Bridgewater, the Browns and their quarterbacks with knee problems. There you go. Um, they they traded Danny Shelton today to the Patriots, and anytime anybody trades to the Patriots, I'm like fuck. The God damn it, that one. Fuck, fuck, because they they traded him for nothing essentially. Um, there was a third one. They got the, the, your cornerback. Cornerback, yeah, yeah, the uh, one that was talking shit to Josh Gordon. Demarcus something, I don't right? Know. I don't Demarcus know. where? No, Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus, yeah, it was it was Boogie Cousins. Um, <laughs> I'm just naming all the It was some wide receiver. I, I supposedly he's a good wide receiver or a good cornerback for the the Packers. I don't know anything about him, but people say that he was a good cornerback. So that is um that is a some interesting moves. I think that they could actually be relevant a little bit, especially with as many picks as they have, as much stuff that they've got going on. If they're smart in the draft, which is a big if for the Cleveland Browns, they could Potentially compete and not be the worst team in the North. I mean, they the have... Steelers are still going to win the North. Mm-hmm. The well, Ravens, though, are, are slipping a little bit. Bengals the Bengals are aren't too. that great. No, yeah. So the Browns could actually can compete. Do something. Yeah. 
I, I think that, you know, they they've have a decent line, which is surprising. They've got some tools on, on defense, and they've got... Now they have a legitimate wide receiver. They yep. could have a legitimate running back who's like a stud running back, all-around playmaker. Piece. And they could have two quarterbacks. T-Mobile, who, who is a good pro. He's a, he's a, yeah. Honestly, he's a good pro. He is. Um, and whoever the rookie that they bring in. Right. I mean, we've seen these rookies the last few years. Actually, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, Andrew Luck when he had his season – when he was a rookie, you have uh, Carson Wentz, you have these Dak Prescott, these young guys who come in and make a big difference. And who knows? You know that's that's really what it comes down is who knows. It's the Browns, so expect them to fail, but be surprised maybe. That would be awesome. Yeah. The uh, speaking of of great running backs and, and great football we players, have, we actually have an interview. All right. So we're gonna run that here. We we recorded this earlier with Miles. Miles Gaskin. And so we're going to throw it to that. So I am here for our one-question interview with uh, Miles Gaskin. Now, we asked one question to him, but luckily we have an algorithm that we use, a very scientific algorithm that we came up with that we can use to determine his answers to the rest of the questions had we actually asked them to him. So we're here, uh, Miles Gaskin. The first question is... uh, you know, Miles, in college, you always hear, we want Bama, for instance, we want Bama, uh, comes up a lot. Now, you guys played Bama a couple of years ago. After playing them, did you, is that still fresh in your mind? Is that something that you guys think about, we want Bama? Is that something that the team talks about, wanting Bama, wanting to beat Bama? You know, we honestly, we want whoever is next on the schedule. Um, for me personally, I want whoever's on the top. I do have that competitive competitive bone where I, I, I do want whoever's on the top, and Bama right now is on the top, and so I, I guess so. I guess we do, in a way, I want Bama. So what are your goals for the team this year um, going into this season? We're going to beat the shit out of Bama. Yeah? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to destroy them, uh, whether it's the playoffs or, or the championship we're gonna we're gonna beat Bama. You're gonna whoop Bama. All right, I like it. Uh, yeah. What about you? Your personal goals for the season? Uh, I'm thinking Heisman Trophy, uh, big draft buzz, probably 4,600 all-purpose yards, maybe 35 touchdowns. Remember that's running wow. or, or receiving or returning, whatever it is. Defensive. Those are, those are uh, quite incredible, incredible goals. Now. You mentioned that you wanted to be a Heisman winner. In, in the past couple of years, um, Heisman has been taken by by quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield, and before that, Lamar Jackson. Are you thinking that you're going to kind of change that? Well, uh, I think that, personally speaking, I have no position. I'm just a great player. I... When it comes to a team, when I go to the NFL, when I go to the NFL, because you can quote me on that, I'm going to be more than a running back. I'm going to be a franchise. Hmm. That's interesting. So where where would you see yourself lining up on the field? Would you play everywhere? You know, everywhere? everywhere. There's not going to be a place that offense, defense, defense special teams. I'll kick wow. the motherfucking ball if I have to. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's uh, that's definitely a good way. That's something that I think a lot of teams would, would be interested in, in hearing. So... You know, you you've played running back throughout your career. So let's let's toss out a hypothetical. Let's say you go to the NFL as a running back. 
it seems that the running back position is actually having a little bit of insurgence lately, or resurgence, excuse me, lately with, uh, you know, we have Ezekiel Elliott doing great things, Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU. Do you think that those guys' success um, is in any way, was in any way impacted by people watching you, what you do in college? Um, I think everybody's success is impacted by what they see from me. I think that I am a, a benchmark of sorts. You know, they, they see me and they think, okay, is Zeke as good as him? Is, you know, is is Derrick Henry as good as him? Mm. And the answer is always no, because I'm Miles motherfucking G. But I I think that definitely they, they get compared to me all the time. Yeah. Household name, Miles G. All right, especially after this interview, I think. Um, all right. Miles, this is our last question. It's, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, we like to do it. It's actually brought to you by our sponsors, uh, Diarrhea Teeth. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever taken it to, to cut weight um, or anything like that, but a lot of a lot of Instagram people use it, so it's pretty cool. Um, but the question is, when you're when you're around, your friends are in the team. You know, you being a locker room leader and, and the kind of the franchise guy. When somebody hands you the aux cord, what are you putting on for your team to hype them up for a big game? Bach. Bach. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Bach is is what's up, you know? I'm not a big Mozart guy. Bach just brings a fire, you know? Bach makes all the bitches back it, Bach, 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 Bach up, you know? They be Backing it around all over the place. Wow. You know, there's nothing better than Bach. You can't Bach at Bach. That's uh, that's very strong feelings towards Bach. Well, Miles, listen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, this, This was a great interview. I... I appreciate you answering that one question and then letting it's great interview because I'm in it. Yeah, the uh, I think the algorithm worked really well for that one. Um, you know, just making sure that your answers were all lined up. I think that's probably exactly what Miles would say if he was if he was answering the rest of those questions. So yeah, I just want to thank you for being here. Anytime. Wow, that was uh, that was electric. That was electric. I, I was uh, I was thinking like when I met him, he was just such a gentleman, you know, such a such a chill dude. Introduced, shook his hand, introduced himself. You know, not expecting that. That algorithm was really telling when it came to him. Yeah, that that algorithm. I, I think that algorithm is perfect. It's batting a thousand. Yeah. Um, we will definitely be using it in the future to analyze uh, interviews for different people, different players, uh, maybe even some celebrities. I think. I think we might have an interview with like Donald Trump at some point, maybe. It'd be huge. Um, that would be huge. And uh, yeah, so that was a great interview. I, I was really excited to get to participate in that. I, I I really just, I can't get over the fact that, that he's a big Bach fan. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you think with all these uh, throw Bach. The, the, the free Meek Mills movement and uh, everything like that going on, it's weird to hear a, uh, an, a player and future NFL star that's really... A franchise, a future of NFL sorts, franchise um, that really loves the classic, classical rock. music. Yeah, it's great. Classic Bach over classic rock from Miles Gaskin. <laughs> I I I can't say more than that. That was that was our best send off of the of the podcast so far. <laughs> well, everybody, it's been a, a pleasure recording this on my my birthday, and uh, to all of you out there who also have a birthday on March tenth, happy birthday. To all of you out there who are listening to this on a different day that is their birthday, screw you because we recorded on March 10th. You should listen to it as soon as it drops. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Stay classy, Zach Nelson.
the background of the moor The unsuspecting victim Of darkness in the valley We can live like Jack and Sally If we want Where you can always find me And we'll have Halloween on Christmas And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends Stop this pain tonight Stop this pain tonight Don't wait your time